0: Hello, Hello, Well, Haley, are you ready for another fun week of That's it? I'm ready. Oh, this one's gonna be one that's you know, I think you're gonna love. This might be one of your favorite episodes.
1: Okay, we'll see.
0: I might should have held on to this one. Cause today we're covering Nirvana, who you love. Mm-hmm. I do. With all your heart. Yes. That's what I covering... listen to
1: when I'm angry.
0: When you're angry.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Then you have to go. Urgh. Yep. And now we're gonna be covering what their more controversial songs for reasons that are Not really song-wise, again. Yeah. It is the song Rape Me by Nirvana.
1: I get it. It is definitely a controversial song. You you figure that any song named Rape Me would have, like, just a little bit of controversy.
0: A tad bit. A tad bit of controversy.
1: Just a little bit.
0: (laughs) So, to start this off, uh, everybody... Uh, follow some social medias. We got a few more follows. That's a hit. Uh, That's underscore a hit on Instagram.
1: Nice.
0: Also, that's underscore a hit on Twitter.
1: Sweet. And, uh, you know,
0: email us at that's a hit 2020 at yahoo.com to tell us some songs that you want to hear us cover.
1: There are so many songs out there and, you know, there's no way we've heard all of them.
0: We, There's no way we can cover all the controversial songs without some help here. True. Give us some love.
1: Let us know.
0: <laughs> so, with that said, oh my God, this is going to be a great one. This is going to be a, anything with Kurt Cobain obviously is going to be automatically great just because he's just the meaning of uh the meaning of uh, of controversial.
1: Yes, this <laughs> is controversial. true.
0: I, I just got done watching a little bit of the Last Dance uh, documentary about the the '90s Bulls. Mm-hmm. And uh, would you go on a limb and say that Kurt Cobain and and Dennis Robin would have been good friends if they would have hung out?
1: Um, I feel like they either would have been good friends or they would have hated each other.
0: I feel that way too. I feel like I feel like in the I feel like they had the same personality. They have
1: this they have a similar energy.
0: But I feel like the where they veer off at is that Kurt Cobain was like a punk rock partier while Dennis Robert was kinda of more of a of the doing the hip stuff at the time.
1: Yeah. I feel like um I I feel like actually Kurt Cobain wasn't really partying. I think he was he was, he was was just wanting to, as Courtney Love would say, seek oblivion. I think mm. Dennis Rodman was trying to have a good time.
0: Yeah, he was legitly partying. Like, legitly, like, uh, you know. He, Dennis Rodman was le- legitly going to Vegas and partying. Well, I don't think you will catch Kurt Cobain in Vegas. No,
1: no, no, no. I think... If you put Kurt Cobain on like the Vegas Strip at like uh, midnight when it's like super busy, he would just hiss like a cat. (laughs) Like,
0: (laughs) and this is before he's doing two ounces of uh heroin in his his pains,
1: yeah, a a $500 a day heroin habit.
0: (laughs) So, I guess. Are you ready to get into the song? I'm ready. All right. Well, let's get into Oh, this is going to be I think this is going to go go up there as one of our most listened to episodes. I honestly think that we're going to top our Achilles episode one day.
1: Is this the first one that we're doing where the the like the writer of the song is dead?
0: Is this uh that might be true. I, I think it know. is. Yeah, I think this is, because usually, you know, most of our songs have not been, so we haven't really gotten too old with our songs, and the songs that we did do were old was Linda Perry, and Linda Perry's still alive.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: (laughs) Kicking, and uh, Art Kelly, who's uh, still alive and kicking as well.
1: (laughs) I wouldn't say he's kicking, but he's... (laughs) He's not, he's, he's, he's he's not kicking, dead. He's,
0: well, he's kicking. He's kicking uh, the justice system. Maybe kicking and right
1: screaming. Now. I wouldn't say he's kicking the justice system. I would say the justice system <laughs> is like beyond kicking him, whooping his ass. He, he...
0: <laughs> so let's get into it then. Uh, this song was recorded on February 1993. Mm-hmm released December 6, 1993. Okay. Um it was recorded in the Pakadom Studios in Cannon Falls, Minnesota.
1: Mhm.
0: And the genre is a genre that I'm going to definitely definitely be controversial with myself on cuz I just don't see this as being a genre. But it is, you know, you know what I hate.
1: I know. You don't like it when people talk about grunge.
0: Grunge should not be a genre because there's not enough bands to make it a genre. Okay. So, I just don't like that it's categorized as grunge, but it's categorized as grunge, so we'll call it grunge. All right. The length of the song was two is two minutes and forty nine seconds making it one of our one of our shortest songs we covered.
1: Yeah that is pretty short.
0: Pretty short. And the label was released under is D G C, which stands for David Griffith Co- Company.
1: It's Geffen.
0: Geffen, okay. So excuse me, David Geffen Company. Which uh has released such acts from that company, such as the All-American Rejects, of people that cannot stop being mentioned on this show. (laughs) Beck, Blink 182, Mm -hmm. Brand New, Coldplay, Counting Crows, Hole, Amy Man, Poppy Roach, The Roots, Weezer, and one of your favorites, Left for Last, Yellow Wolf.
1: Oh, God! Ew!
0: (laughs) One of your favorites. Come on, you know you're gross.
1: <laughs> He's literally gross.
0: Uh the song was written by Kurt Cobain mm-hmm. and produced by Steve Albini, who Yes interesting enough was in a band at one point called The Rape Men. So
1: that's not really a good name for a band. Like <laughs> I get that they're trying to be like subversive and ooh their name, but that's a terrible name for a band.
0: <laughs> I just think it's so funny that this uh this album was produced by a guy that the by a guy that was in a band called the Rape Men. One of its hit songs on the album was Rape Me. So, yeah. Think that was pretty weird.
1: Definitely, uh, goo- definitely weird.
0: So, info about this. Uh, so, some little info about this song. There's a lot of info about this one, for sure.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, people love to, specifically with Kurt Cobain, people really love to, like, uh, break it down to its most basic parts and really try to figure it out.
0: Yeah, it's really, it's a lot more information about this song than most songs we, we, uh, we'll will have a cover, I probably will say, yeah, a lot, uh, so the song' was written by Kurt Cobain back in may nineteen ninety one around the mixing of Nevermind, mm-hmm. so even before they got into the third album of inro Utero which the song really stone, he already was writing for that album, yeah, being a song um. It is said that when this song was first played, it was played at the Catalyst in Santa Cruz, California. Okay. And the first live recordings of the song actually showed that there was a guitar solo in the song instead of a bridge. Okay. Um. That would have been October weird to hear. A guitar solo instead of bridge.
1: Yeah, that doesn't. Yeah, really I, was, sense. I was
0: trying to imagine. I was trying to imagine what it what it sounded like.
1: I'll tell you what it would have sounded like. Weird.
0: <laughs> well, October 1992, uh, they, Kirk actually recorded two demos of the song.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: One demo was just of instrumentals. And then the second demo was of Kirk Cobain doing lead vocals with background vocals being his um, drummer. I forgot the name of this drummer. You remember it.
1: Background with the, with the drummer Dave Grohl. Yes,
0: yes Dave Grohl. I know you remember the drummer's name. I just couldn't remember it off the top of my head, and yeah, I didn't write it down. <laughs> um, which also you have some other vocals in the, in that song as well. Some vocals you probably would love to hear, Bailey. Mm-hmm. Um, you hear the vocals of Francis crying.
1: Oh. As sure.
0: As she was actually sitting in Kurt Cobain's lap as he was recording his vocals.
1: That's crazy! The fact that a infant child was sitting his in his lap, lap, lap while he's recording while he's recording that song.
0: Yes, yeah, like recording of uh, vocals of a song about rape.
1: Do you want to know something crazy? What? Well, maybe it's not crazy. Um, actually, actually you know what? I take back that it's crazy, but it is a fact. Francis has actually come out and said she's not i mean she's not really a particular like fan of nirvana uh,
0: that that mean that doesn't that doesn't not shock me
1: i mean you'd figure if you just like kept growing up around something n- not the actual person but like just the music it yeah I get it i get it
0: yeah it doesn't shock me you're not you're not a huge bluegrass fan.
1: No, I say. I'm. I would say definitely no. It depends on the kind of bluegrass.
0: Yeah, so I mean, I wouldn't be surprised that she's not a fan of Lebron. Yeah, I think most people aren't fans of their parents' music,
1: <laughs> like if their parents in a band.
0: Yeah, definitely. I would. I would say that, but I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't know that particularly. But I would say that most people are kind of like my parents listen to this, but we can do better. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: <laughs> well, to get really in depth into this song, god. So, Kirk, this was Kirk's love child, I would say. This song was, <laughs> yeah, put Francis at one. This song would have possibly been two,
1: it'd have been like <laughs> 1.5. <laughs>
0: So he originally wanted to play this song at the 1992 MTV Video Awards.
1: Ooh, and they were like, mm. <laughs> "You well, sure about to- that, Kurt?"
0: MTV po- politely declined and said, "How about your place smells like Teenage Spirit instead?"
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Which I can understand, Kurt Cobain, how he was and how he, you know, how he was. So I can understand him being like, "Yeah, I don't." I don't think I want to play that song. Yeah. <laughs> as you know, as most people would know, Kurt Cobain was kind of one of those people that didn't want to go down as one of those people that was playing his greatest hits songs.
1: Oh, goodness. There are so many people like that.
0: Yeah, he, he didn't want to go down as one.
1: Specifically from that time period, like Radiohead, they won't play Creep.
0: Yeah, I know. It's really weird. Some of these bands that are like, oh, that was my main song, but I don't like it anymore.
1: We've just played it too much. I realize you've been saving up your whole money your whole life to hear us play your favorite song, but screw you! This is all about me!
0: <laughs> I like your radio hand. Like That's
1: my uh, Tom York voice. I hope y'all liked it. <laughs> I think he's I British. I think he's British. I'm not 100% sure, though.
0: I don't know... Uh thing about Radiohead. Don't have any clue about Radiohead at all.
1: Well, now you know something.
0: I will have to look into Radiohead and uh, <laughs> and see if they have any controversial songs that I can, pull that I can do one day.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so I can do my Tom York voice more?
0: Yes. i <laughs> just say. <saying. laughs> uh, still waiting for you to pull out your Kurt Cobain voice. <laughs>
1: uh... Oh well, from from our other podcast, it was. I wish I were freaking gay.
0: (laughs) I forgot all about that. Well, probably my favorite line of all time was "When I wish I was freaking gay." I wish I was freaking gay. (laughs) I want to be gay. For anybody that's not not up on Dude Where's My Killer, go back in the catalog and listen to those episodes. Those episodes probably our best episodes I ever loved. <laughs> Series I mean, wise.
1: They're pretty they're pretty good.
0: I Whistles I freaking gay. Well wish you being was... gay, Kurt.
1: Freaking gay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, that is an actual line from Kurt Cobain. He said Uh well, let's get back into it. Uh and, to, and so MTV then threatened to cut Nirvana from the whole show, then stop them for from not playing, playing
1: their, for not playing "Smells Like Teen Spirit."
0: For one, play Break Me" instead. Oh, smells okay. Like Teen Spirit. Uh, then uh, they also threatened to stop playing their videos and stop playing the videos of other people in their management of Gold Mountain. Such people would have been cut then, such as Sonic Youth. And Beastie Boys. Oh, so they would have lost a lot of fans.
1: Yeah, MTV. that's a that's a yikes.
0: They definitely was they they threatened to do it though, and that uh Kurt finally gave in eventually when uh MTV expressed finally that it was going to fire a dear friend of his, Amy Finerty.
1: What did she do?
0: Uh, I think she just worked at MTV, and she was the one that kind of got them the gig of being able to play at the Video Awards. Okay. I don't know exactly what her job was, but I know she was. She definitely was one of the people that was supposed to be, you know, watching over them. Okay. Um. Uh, so he finally gave in. Kirk finally gave in. But not too much did he give in. Yeah. Because he actually. And I will be playing some clips of this of this. But he actually started his performance by playing a few seconds of Rape Me before switching to Lithium. play a few seconds of Me," which MTV was actually prepared to go to commercial before Ooh. before he switched over to lithium at, la- at the last second dang <laughs> now when the song when the album in utero came out which is their third album mm-hmm. uh, the song was actually labeled relabeled with with me W A I F
1: Wave, wave me. Okay.
0: Wave me for album sales in Kmart and Walmart. So they pretty much said they sell the album in Kmart and Walmart. They 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 sold something else. Okay. And Kurt finally got his his TV gig of playing the song because on September twenty fifth, nineteen ninety three, they performed the song, on along with Heart Shaped Box, one of your favorite songs. Yes. At one of your favorite shows, Saturday Night Live.
1: Yes, I've I have I've seen the clip of them playing um playing "Rape Me" on SNL.
0: Yeah, so interesting enough, he finally got to play it on live TV.
1: Finally got his wish.
0: And actually, because they didn't have a music video for this song, SNL when they decided to release their uh, album of uh, live performances. Mm-hmm. Had his performance as one the the, you know, for the trailer for their, you know, uh, album.
1: Oh, that's awesome!
0: That's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. And another interesting fact about this song is that George W. Bush broke Nirvana's in utero album when Jenna Bush was playing it because of this song.
1: Oh my god. <laughs> I hate to break it to him, but they have like much worse songs.
0: I know, you're still good enough broke the album to this song. So that's pretty. That was pretty funny. I thought that was pretty hilarious.
1: That is kind of hilarious.
0: <laughs> so let's get into some key lyrics about the song. Okay. So get into some key lyrics about the song. Uh, so. Not too many lyrics on the song here. You have the instrumental intro. And then you have the verse being rape me, rape me, my friend, rape me, rape me again. Then the refrain is, I'm not the only one, uh uh-huh. I'm not the only one, uh uh-huh. I'm not the only one, uh uh-huh. I'm not the only one. And then goes to the second verse of hate me. Do it and do it again. Waste me, rape me, my friend. Then goes to the frame, I'm not the only one. Uh-huh. I'm not the only one, uh-huh. I'm not the only one, uh-huh. I'm not the only one. <laughs> and,
1: I like how you're reading this so jovially.
0: <laughs> I can't read I can't read a song that is rape me in a not jovial way right? because did is just depressing. Yeah. And, I mean, this broadcast can't be depressing. No. <laughs> 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 so I have to read it in a jovial way not to degrade the message of this song just because it did. this will be a, uh, this will be a podcast that will be uh, made for uh, 40 what is it 48 minutes or uh, what it's called what,
1: uh, are you talking about 60 minutes
0: 60 minutes yes 60 minutes one of those things where you have uh, uh, you had a guy that goes rape me He he screamed to rape me.
1: Oh, you're talking (laughs) about like a dateline 2020 kind of thing? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He goes, he screamed to rape me. The song
1: said, the lyrics were very enlightening.
0: He he screamed to rape me over and over. Rape me. Rape (laughs) me,
1: my friend. Rape me.
0: (laughs) That's why I have to do it, (laughs) Jubilee. Okay. Yes. I don't I don't want this to be very depressing this episode. 'Cause that episode. Or creepy. Or creepy. <laughs> yeah. Um also the so then we get into the bridge, which was gonna be a guitar show at first. And it goes, My favorite inside source. I'll kiss your open source. I appreciate your concern. You're gonna stink and burn. Then it goes to the third verse of Rape Me, Rape Me, My Friend, Rape Me, Rape Me Again. (laughs) And then the refrain, I'm not the only one, uh uh-huh, I'm not the only one, uh uh-huh, I'm not the only one, uh uh-huh, I'm not the only one, uh uh-huh. Then the outro, Rape Me, Rape Me, Rape Me, repeatedly screaming Rape Me.
1: Yeah. That is, that's the song. That's, I mean... You know, I read somewhere that Kurt always said that he didn't really think much about the lyrics of his songs, and <laughs> I think that you that you telling me the lyrics just with no music might actually confirm that theory for me.
0: <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> you know, this was, this was pride and joy, though, this song.
1: I mean... that makes a lot of sense actually that makes a lot of sense
0: (laughs) well let's get into the meaning of this folks Since the key legs are not that not giving
1: us very much kurt not really giving us that much
0: uh obviously kurt Kurt Cobain wrote this as a anti-rape song obviously he was a (laughs) would it be weird if we just he was like this was
1: actually a very much pro rape song (laughs) Um, (laughs) would
0: would it be weird if people came to this podcast not know who Kurt Cobain is and we was like yeah he was known as as like
1: a pretty big serial rapist this is actually a crossover (laughs) episode with our show dude where's my killer
0: and people actually went out there and literally de- never knew about Kurt Cobain and just spread the word that he was just a rapist
1: and like someone <laughs> out there like you could hear maybe their friend was talking about Nirvana and like oh yeah I was listening to it In Utero today they are like you're a fucking asshole brad
0: <laughs> you you listen to that
1: fucking weirdo bro rapist serial rapist what the fuck brad <laughs>
0: Why so many people care about him? Why are people wearing Nirvana bottom Why doesn't wearing... anyone
1: get that he's a rapist? He has a song called Rape Me. <laughs> I want you to know that whenever I do that voice, I have to close my eyes. <laughs> I can't do it unless I close my eyes.
0: <laughs> Much like the person that that is thinking that Kurt Cobain was a rapist. <laughs> yeah. Uh. So let's go here. Uh. So uh, he goes in. It's like she's saying, "Rape me. Go ahead. Rape me. Beat me." Kurt Cobain told uh Darcy Stein, Stein, Stein of Spin, "You'll never kill me. I'll survive this, and I'm going to rape you if you." one of these days and you won't even know it. Which is Um, not the best way of stating that statement.
1: Like you started (laughs) off there pretty well Kurt, but then just (laughs) could not stick the landing there.
0: Rape for rape is not a good thing. That's (laughs) not (laughs) how
1: that works.
0: (laughs) You can't go rape for rape. That's not how that's not how society should (laughs) work. You
1: know what? You rape me so I'm going to rape you right back. You're not even going to know it. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> that's, that's not how it should work right?
1: oh my gosh uh, I'm laughing really hard right now
0: did, did Kirk Cobain did Kurt Cobain accidentally write uh, the, guy, the girl with the dragon tattoo
1: I think maybe <laughs>
0: <laughs> did he, he did write...
1: he, here's what happened he faked his death he faked his death and just oh, like wow. went to an island and wrote the book under a pseudonym
0: Oh wow, Kurt Cobain's conspiracy theory, not on oh, dude. Where's my killer? Yeah, this is coming out, <laughs> coming out of the woodwork here. <laughs> I'm
1: sorry. I just can't, I can't, I can't stop thinking about someone being like, "Fine, go ahead and rape me. You won't even <laughs> realize it, but I'm gonna rape you."
0: Just know in due time you're gonna get get raped raped. back.
1: (laughs) You're straight up gonna get raped, dude.
0: (laughs) Uh so interesting enough, uh other people loved it. People loved it. Um Erica M of Much said in a in an August 1993 interview that uh, s- by writing songs as blunt as rape me, he's stating that it was a song meant to be so blunt that no one could misinterpret its meaning. It's but,
1: true. <laughs> but, but I have to actually argue very much against that because yeah, wow. um, I feel like it's very unclear. I think it's very clearly about rape, but I think some, I think there are people out there that could very much misinterpret this to
0: yeah.
1: to mean something else.
0: Yeah, it's it's not it's not clear in the message of that this is against rape. It's yeah. not like it's not like something like
1: that's not clear at all.
0: I'm gonna it's not like I'm gonna cut your head off or something like that. Yeah, like Rip me and I'm gonna kill you. Like, or something like that. if
1: you wanna rape me, get prepared to die. Like it's not like that. <laughs> Like, yeah, it's not, I, so like that. I think that there are people out there that would probably take this as like a she's asking for it kind of song.
0: Which I think that's what his lyrics were interpreted as I think. I think so. I'm not sure. No. Um, but then we have American musician Tori Amos.
1: Yes.
0: Who in her interview with Nme back in 1994 stated, she thought it was a very clear. It was very clear what what it was about. So she's against you, Haley.
1: Whatever, <laughs> a, Tori Amos.
0: It's a defiant song, but the scariest thing is a, a thing to a rape vi- victim. Are the words, rape me. Which, which, when I first heard it, I broke out in a cold sweat. But when you get over that, you realize he's turning it back on people. So she's pretty much saying, hey, if you want to make an anti-rape song, you probably don't need to do rape. I don't need to say rape. probably don't
1: want to say rape in the song. <laughs> you probably don't want to trigger the people that you're trying to empower.
0: Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, Kurt might have missed out a little bit on this one.
1: I think that this Kurt was a big I think he was a big fan of shock and awe mm. and I think this song is a, is a prime example of that
0: uh, That's interesting because the next thing I was just going to say to you is that some people also interpret this song as an attack on the media for his mis- for what they perceived or put out there as a mistreatment of his wife Courtney Love
1: See, that's what I thought it was about for a really long time.
0: Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, this is an interesting one here. Yeah. So, with all that being interesting and good news, should we now get into some interesting statistics about the song?
1: Yes, I think we shall.
0: So... A little interesting statistics about the song. Uh, as you can probably tell, Haley. Yeah. Um do you think the Billboard charts want a song called Rape Me <laughs> on it, its hold it's all charts?
1: <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna have to say that's a hard no.
0: Yeah, so we don't mm-hmm. get rape me on the Billboard chart.
1: No, 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 no.
0: But we do get it at other places. In 1999, "Rape Me" was voted at the as the number ninety on Kerrang's. I'm gonna guess that's a German thing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: One hundred greatest. Oh, sorry, British Weekly Magazine. So oh, it's okay. a Brit, British whack magazine on this one hundred Yeah, in Europe, it is on hundred greatest tracks ever, rock tracks ever.
1: Okay,
0: so number ninety on hundred greatest of all rock songs ever. Number the 90th greatest rock song ever. <laughs> I wouldn't put this song as that, but I guess.
1: I mean, you know, um they have uh, yeah, mhm. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I wouldn't put this song as the 90th greatest rock song ever. I'm I don't sorry.
1: think I would either, and I'm saying that as a Nirvana fan. <laughs>
0: I don't. I don't know if I know a hundred rock songs. I mean, I'm pretty sure I know a hundred rock songs, but
1: I would. You know what? I would have to be forced into making a playlist of at least a hundred rock songs in order to find out that I actually did know a hundred rock songs. <laughs> because I know that I do. I just wouldn't be able to sit here and list them.
0: Yeah, I do. I, I I think I know. 100. I, I I have the list. I mean, I'm pretty sure I know 100 rap songs, but I have a list out to to literally sit here to create a list of the 100 greatest songs of any category.
1: We we should do that and see if we can do it.
0: <laughs> just, just a list of 100 greatest songs of any category.
1: Just like like I, just yeah, like one of us would do rock, and then the other one should do country.
0: Mmm, interesting. I'm down for
1: it. Yeah, me too. I'm down for
0: it. Um, Well, to get back on this note here. Yes. In t- 2015, Rolling Stone placed it as the number 31 on its ranking of 102 Nirvana songs.
1: Oh, well, that makes sense.
0: Yeah, I think this. I think the song is not that bad, so I think it's not the worst Nirvana song of all time. So I think you
1: know, mu- musically, I think it's really good. But yeah, you if know. it was
0: just instrumental, it would be a great song. Oh yeah, yeah instrumental wise, it's a great song. But yeah. you added <laughs> them words though.
1: You added them <laughs> <him> words.
0: <laughs> just added the words. Just <laughs>
1: add them words in. That just changes the whole. No pun intended, but it changes the whole tune. <laughs> 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 I'm so proud of myself.
0: <laughs> I see that.
1: <laughs> okay, I'm done. I'm sorry. <laughs> well,
0: <laughs> this song actually aged well than, more well than most of the songs that we cover. Because in it, 2019, the Guardian ranked this at number 17 of Nirvana's 20th Greatest Songs. Oh
1: my god, yeah. this. Is, <laughs> I think, well, uh, should I say it? Should I say it?
0: I I guess.
1: <laughs> I'm going to say it. Okay. When you have someone like Kurt Cobain that dies young, everything mm. they do is like considered to be amazing. Mm-hmm. So, and I think I'm, I say that, you know, with all the love in the world for Kurt.
0: Yeah, you, you love Kurt, Kurt Cobain.
1: I love Kurt. I see. I I feel like I see. Kind of, I don't know. I feel like he's just an he's an ass. He's a big asshole. And well, he
0: Definitely
1: was that. Yeah, and I feel like a lot of people try to just ignore that. Yeah. Um, <laughs>
0: Looks like I just, do with Jim Morrison.
1: Well we ain't ooh, don't get me started on that. <laughs> if,
0: as you notice we still have not done the doors yet.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> Even though we definitely could.
0: <laughs> We're gonna do it one day. I promise I'll do the doors one day.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but well people whenever whenever someone dies young, they mm. that just sort of removes any kind of um I don't know. It 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 polishes everything up. If that makes any sense.
0: It it they it removes their dirty. their dirt.
1: Yes, cleans them up, shines them up.
0: Mm-mm. So
1: they just it glistens.
0: Let's that be honest. Kurt Cobain did a lot of stuff that was, of not was not
1: cool. Oh yeah, yeah. no, not at all. Like, yeah. Need I mention he had a five hundred dollar a day heroin habit
0: exactly so you know this isn't a hate old Kurt Cobain podcast this is obviously just just hating on this Yeah. Whole well, I, I so, think
1: that <laughs> if if he could somehow like give a message out he would he would uh, say he would be like stop treating me like I'm a god I'm not
0: yeah oh definitely he would definitely Rosie, do stop for
1: it
0: sure. um well, interesting Rosie enough.
1: Rosie has her own Kurt Cobain
0: theory, might... I'm sorry. <laughs> nice. <laughs> well, interesting enough, in 2000, uh, excuse me, in, ni- in November of 1993, we both don't like this song, but people in Hawaii love this song, because <laughs> of Hawaii Free Radio, it was voted Third for most wanted to be heard songs in Hawaii. <laughs> yes, voted third. That's third hilarious. Haley. Yeah. Third. Hawaii for most wanted to be heard songs. Hawaii, what are you doing? Do y'all not know that you're Hawaii? How? How?
1: That doesn't even make any you're sense.
0: Par- like, you're paradise. Why do you want to hear a song of paradise?
1: That's just crazy. Like, y'all know you're Hawaii, right?
0: Well, Hawaii has a big problem with rape. It has a huge problem oh. with rape. Oh. No, I don't know. That.
1: You had me.
0: <laughs> I could have totally just. I could have totally just. Yeah, BSed you could have totally bs and said that.
1: I do ask people all
0: the time. a huge problem with rape culture, and, they, and this song really just spoke, spoke to a, a
1: lot of the rape victims in Hawaii.
0: <laughs> um so with that said this song did get on the charts
1: i'm curious to know what its chart performance was
0: so it did not get on the u.s charts because obviously but this song was a hit oh, in oh i'm sure
1: it was those <laughs> europeans are freaking crazy
0: so on the Belgium charts, it went to forty-three on the ultra-top fifty Flanders? What? Which I'm gonna guess is just a uh, I'm gonna guess it's just uh, uh what Ned Flanders favorite playlist okay. would be.
1: One of the ultra top fifty <laughs> Flanders. That,
0: that is that is that if y'all don't get that reference, that's a Simpsons reference. <laughs> Ned Flanders <laughs> That sounds uh, like a super
1: the, European list.
0: Oh, the Ireland on the it doesn't even say what the category it is. Oh, it's top Ireland. fifty. <laughs> it says Ireland. <laughs> it is it was twenty. In the UK singles, it was thirty-two, and on the US rock tracks national airplay, it was fifty-seven. But on the most important chart in Europe, the most important chart, the European Hot 100 singles. Mm. It was at 77. So mm. it well, didn't do too good no. on that one. But, you know, hey, hey it made it. Amazing. Yeah, i've never had <laughs> a song
1: i've never had one of my singles do anything on that well don't
0: compare that way i hate when people do that i hate when people go on I, I never had my
1: you, you never tried i was kidding it's a joke
0: you could create rape me
1: well maybe i can't maybe i'm not there you could
0: you could totally write the lyrics to i mean yeah me.
1: i could write them down <laughs> <laughs> that's, I'm, that's within my capabilities as a writer
0: you could write the lyrics to rape me and just have somebody else play the instruments and you could have created I this just, song the
1: song would be the sound of me writing the lyrics
0: <laughs> you could have totally created this song so don't <laughs> not try to compare yourself as I've never had oh, this I wasn't comparing
1: lied. myself it was a joke I've obviously <laughs> never tried
0: I know, I'm just saying I just hate when people are like, Well, you never you couldn't do that. Like when people are like, No, you can't say that these people suck because you couldn't do that. Be like, Yeah, you can still say people suck. Well
1: that's <laughs> well I get what you mean, but I was just being a um self deprecation. It was goofy.
0: I know. It's fine. Well with that said, this song might not made it to the top one hundred in the US but I'll be doing if we don't talk about the top 100 for Haley.
1: And as you, uh, I'm not too good on the 90s ones. Let's just keep it real.
0: You are atrocious when it comes to 90s. Yeah. Heads.
1: I like 90s music, but I'm not good at what else was good.
0: <laughs> well, we're going to still cover it because you know what? I feel like you're going to like somebody's I'm songs. I'm sure
1: I will. Yeah.
0: And I feel like our audience is going to love some of the songs we're going to mention And
1: they'll love hearing me not gonna, know a single damn one of them. Because
0: we're going to mention some doozies here. So, this song was released on December 6th of 2000. I'm sorry. not two thousand <laughs> Of 1993. So, on December 6th of 1993, we're gonna talk about some of these classics, and the reason why we do Haley knows. I don't know if we ever mentioned the reason why we do Haley knows. Because for us to really attack the song, we have to really realize why this song was even written. What was the culture around mm-hmm. that time? You know, we see the reason why we see the reason why Kid Cudi did Poker Face. It's because Lady Gaga was a hit mm-hmm. at that time. And uh, and songs were a little bit more sexual at the time. So we see why he did a more sexual song. Rosie. So let's see here. Can we get into why he might have wrote a song about anti-rape? Let's let's see. So on this Billboard Hot 100, since ours went to 77 Mm -hmm. in Europe, I'm going to start off in the 70s, unlike our usual. Okay. So at seventy six, we have Souls of Myths of Mischief with nineteen ninety. Excuse me, with ninety three till infinity.
1: Uh, I've literally never heard that song before. In fact, I don't even know you, what.
0: You have for sure heard this song before. I can definitely tell you you've heard this song before. How? Cause How? you, cause you've seen Space Jam and this song was on Space
1: oh, Jam. Oh, it was.
0: Yes, it's the song that goes. This is this is how we how we chilled from ninety from ninety three till you you see them you see it. I'll I'll send you a link okay. to it later on. Um, uh, let's see here at seventy four we have John Mellen, Mellencamp with Human Wheels. Okay. At ninety at seventy three we have Doctor Draymond. Let Me Ride.
1: Okay.
0: At 72, we have the Wu-Tang playing with Method Man. Let's see here. At 67, we have Aerosmith with Amazing. Yes. I love Aerosmith. Let's see here. At 61, we have Selene Young with the Power. Oh, hell
1: yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: Let's see here. Oh, this is a good one. At fifty-seven, we have a tribe called Quest with award. Tour. Okay. Uh, let's see here. At fifty-two, we have REM with everybody. Hurts.
1: Everybody hurts. My favorite version of that song is when Peter Griffin sang it, like in karaoke.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> And at fifty-one, we have UB forty with the higher. Ground. Okay. Let's see here. At fifty, we have SWV with right here human nature mm-hmm. slash down. And at forty-seven, we have easy with real motherfucking G's. Ooh. Watch out! Oh yeah. Get some easy here. This Get one.
1: Some easy motherfucking E.
0: And at forty six, we have Tupac with one of his debut hits, "I Get Around." Ooh, yeah, on around, round around. At forty three, we have Zapp and Roger with "Slow and Easy," mm-hmm. and then at forty one, we have Queen Latifah with "Unity." Unity. Okay, one
1: of her big mm-hmm. hits.
0: At 40, we have Depp Leopard with Two Steps Behind. Mm-hmm. And at 39, we have Janet Jackson with If. All right. At 38, we have Aerosmith with Crying.
1: Mm-hmm. Ooh, love crying.
0: And at 37, we have an interesting guy. Okay. One of his debut songs. What's My Name? Question mark. Snoop Dogg. Okay. Dog, dog.
1: All right.
0: <laughs> and at thirty-seven, we have Shaquille Neal with "I Know I Got Skills." Oh
1: my god!
0: <laughs>
1: wow.
0: That's pretty That's thirty-five. That
1: <laughs> keep. Let's just let's just reiterate that is higher than Celine Dion's. The
0: Tower of love. That's all this just Easy Let's see here. And I'm talking about beat that they never got higher than that song. Oh
1: my god.
0: These are songs that never ranked higher than that song. These aren't songs that these are where some of these songs peaked at.
1: Holy crap. So
0: that's so that song peaked higher than a lot of the songs that we oh, love.
1: God <laughs> That's insane. I can't believe there was ever a time that Shaquille O'Neal Shaquille O'Neal
0: Pete and then Snoop Dogg easy. Or
1: Celine Dion.
0: (laughs) Celine Dion.
1: One of the greatest vocalists (laughs) of our time.
0: Beat them all. Beat Beat them all. Uh, At 34 we have Billy Joel with All About Soul. And at 32, we have Tony Braxton with another sad love song. Okay. Now we have at 29 we have Joe to see with Cry for You. Okay. And at 28, we have a song that Shaquille Neil couldn't beat. Jimmy Cliff. I can see you clearly now. <laughs>
1: That's that's another one of those songs that I think I've heard. I just can't place it in my head right now.
0: Oh, you definitely have heard this song. I can see you clearly now that the rain has gone.
1: Wait, I thought that song was just clearly. "I can see clearly now." That's what I said. Oh, okay, okay. Oh yeah, I definitely have heard that song. Good Lord, Haley. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, at twenty-seven, I. They have Billy Joel again. Excuse me. Billy Joel with The River of Dreams. Oh, yeah. And at 25, you have a person that you referenced earlier today. Phil Collins with Both Sides of the Story.
1: Oh, I love Phil Collins.
0: Then at 22, we have one of our That's a Hit-Alone. Oh, we do. We do? Yes. R. Kelly with Sex Me Part 1 and 2. Sex
1: me, baby, baby sex me. <laughs>
0: baby, won't you sex me. Now, at 21, we have baby Babyface, Babyface with Never Keeping Secrets. Mm-hmm. At 22, we have Tony, Tony, Tony with anniversary. <laughs> Tony,
1: Tony, Tony. <laughs> okay.
0: Tony, Tony, Tony.
1: R&B's having a nice little moment here.
0: Yes. R&B's really killing it right mm-hmm. now. The R&B really killed it in the 90s. R&B really killed it in the 90s. Yeah. It really died. It really died in two thousands because the nineties were oh, R&B. Oh, for sure. But we get away from R&B at nineteen. We have the cranberries with linger.
1: Oh, okay, that's a great song.
0: But then we get back to R&B at seventeen <laughs> with Mariah Carey with Dream Lover. Okay. Now let's see. At fifteen, <laughs> we have Zane with Hey Mister DJ. Okay. And at 14, we have a song that we just keep putting off for the right time. Tag team with Womp. There
1: it is. There Womp. <laughs> W-H-O-O-M-P.
0: Yep. At 13, we have Tupac with Keep Your Head up.
1: Okay. Your head up.
0: At 12, we have Michael Bolton with Said I Loved You, Ooh. But I Lie.
1: Yeah. Do you want to know what the lie is?
0: Uh, that <laughs> was the lie.
1: It's, it's beyond love. It's more than love.
0: Oh, I thought he was going to say that, but I, I thought he was going to mention, you know, about, you know, we know who he was sleeping with at this time.
1: <laughs> I said, uh, <laughs> I can't even sing <laughs> it. Okay. Uh,
0: <laughs> and how that turned out to be into a, a whole other scenario. Well,
1: it worked out well for her. <laughs>
0: Worked out well for her. Yeah. <laughs> if y'all don't know, Michael Bolton was sleeping with O.J. Simpson's girlfriend at the time, and while she was sleeping with him, he possibly still don't know to this day he might have committed the murder. Uh, at, uh, she
1: literally flew to Vegas to to bang Michael Bolton
0: <laughs> while he was murdered, while he was possibly murdering his wife,
1: while he was allegedly murdering his
0: wife. Yeah. Well, ale- at eleven we have Tevin Campbell with "Can We Talk." Okay, and Tevin Campbell. It's gotta you don't hear from him too much anymore. That's
1: a name you don't really hear much either, Tevin.
0: Yeah, Tevin Campbell. Um, at eleven we have Brian Adams, Rod Stewart, and Sting with "All for Love." Oh Lord. yeah. I'm sorry. let ten. ten. Excuse me. So we're cracking to the top. Okay. Ten. Which Brian Adams kind of ruled his top 10. Okay. Because at nine, we get Please Forgive Me from Brian oh, Adams. Oh, that's
1: a good song.
0: At eight, we get Tony Braxton with "Believe Again.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: At seven, we get Escape with Just Kicking It. Okay. And at six, we get DRS with Gangsta Lean. Oh, I remember that song. <laughs> Gangsta Lean. <laughs> So, are you ready to get into this top five for Haley?
1: Ooh, no. I'm, I think I'm ready. You sure? I think I'm ready.
0: Let's go. All right. Haley knows here. So, at five, we have a group that, you know what, I'll kind of even give you a hint since you're pretty bad at
1: it. <laughs> okay, episodes. I'll appreciate that.
0: It's a ladies group.
1: A ladies group?
0: a ladies group
1: is it is it tlc
0: close you're very close on is that one is it
1: salt and pepper
0: salt and pepper with I'm going to guess um, it
1: um okay let me think it was salt and pepper was it push it
0: not push it it was shoot shoot, shoot oh, do oh okay look. Yeah. Ooh, salt and pepper. So at four we have a woman that he, she she crushed the billboard charts. You should be able to guess this. Whitney woman. Houston? Is it? No. Why do you always guess Whitney Houston every time I say this woman crushed the billboard? Charts? Let
1: me let me tell you why. Because I...
0: I have to look and see what Whitney Houston has done in the billboard charts because I don't think she holds any records on the Billboard well, charts.
1: Well, let me let me remind you <laughs> that, that I, I see your point, but <laughs> I raise you she has the bodyguard soundtrack, which is one of the top <laughs> ten best selling albums of all time. In nineteen ninety-three was the year that that movie came out? So I was just going with a with a, with a guess.
0: I said this woman crushed the Billboard charts for that means all time, not just for one year.
1: Mariah Carey.
0: Yes, Mariah Carey. <laughs> what they t- literally holds the record for most most Billboard hits of all time. Okay. <laughs> So where I carry with hero is four. Okay. At five, we have
1: um. Wait, five? Song.
0: Oh, sorry. Okay. Three. Excuse me. I
1: was me. like, wait, what?
0: Three. We have a, We have an interesting song. I don't really i I've heard this band mentioned. Mm-hmm. I can't never place my name on 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 uh, what their music is. Is called? it Pink? Pink? <laughs> no. <laughs> It's nice free that Pink's not around I'm yet. Kidding. I think. Uh, I'm kidding. I'm going to guess it's a Pink type character. Though. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. They, the group looks like from their video that they look like what Pink would look like.
1: Okay.
0: What Pink shit look like.
1: I I can't.
0: What I imagine in my mind Pink looks like.
1: Okay. I, I can't think of anything.
0: It is Ace of Base.
1: Oh, Is it, uh, I Saw the Sign?
0: No. It's All That She Wants.
1: All That She Wants is another baby. My sister loved that band.
0: Oh, yeah. They look, they look like pink.
1: What? I mean, they're like (laughs) pink, but with no edge.
0: (laughs) So, at two, we have an interesting one. Okay. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. This is a parody song. This might be the highest ranking parody song, aside, behind uh, Weird Al Yankovic's "Riding Dirty."
1: Okay. It's a you. You are you saying you know it's a parody song, or you think it's a parody song? I, I
0: don't know if it's a parody song, but when I hear this guy, I think of parody. I
1: uh, I can't think of anything.
0: It's meatloaf.
1: Oh, is it? I would do anything for love. Yes. Oh, that yeah, that's not a parody song.
0: It's not a parody No, song?
1: that's a, that's that I would do anything for love but I won't do that. Wait, Meatloaf sings that song? Yes! <laughs> what? Yes, that's Meatloaf!
0: I thought Meatloaf was a parody guy.
1: No, Meatloaf is definitely, I mean, he's he's done some goofy stuff, but, like, No. That's Meatloaf, man.
0: Wait, you told me the person that sings that beautiful song is Meatloaf. Yes. Damn. Why did he why is his name Meatloaf, then?
1: Because I mean, cuz he's a big old guy? But that
0: that's a God, that's a, a weird thing to name, name yourself if you're not if you're going to sing beautiful songs.
1: Well, I mean, you know,
0: I mean, uh, Ralphie made it and named himself Fat fuck before he did jokes. I mean, uh,
1: (laughs) I don't know. I think I I don't know why I can't. I don't. I don't know, but I I know that that's what that song is.
0: Wow, yeah, that's me. That's That's me, love love, Man. Well, he had just got the from that number one because this song became number one. Okay. And it's another woman. She's a she's a billboard charter. I would say she's probably been on there more times than Whitney Houston, probably. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, not a woman R and B.
1: Is it Janet Jackson?
0: Got it, Janet Jackson.
1: I was thinking maybe Janet. This is okay. the time of Janet.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yes, Janet Jackson. <sighs>
1: Is it, okay, is it one of her, like, big songs?
0: Well, I mean, it's the number one song in the Well, country, right? what I'm saying is,
1: she, you know, she has a few songs that are, like, big, big, big. Is it one of yeah, those?
0: I think, I think that's one of, I would say it's one of our big songs. No one in the country, and the From I'll do anything for love.
1: Okay, Um. is it Rhythm Nation?
0: No, it's not, it's not one of those songs.
1: Okay. Yeah, I, I'm not gonna. I don't know. Wait, it's again. Wait, I was gonna say that's the way love goes.
0: No, it's again.
1: Oh, again. Okay, yeah,
0: okay. It's again. So, yeah,
1: you did pretty you I did, did okay. It wasn't you my worst. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's. You did better than the last couple weeks, let's put it
1: yeah last week that was, was so Well I did last week I did guess the number one
0: Last week you guessed the number one, but that's because the number one was On <laughs> another the creators For the... <laughs> <laughs> the creators of the podcast: This is true. But past that, you've been you've been like oh you've been like oh for you've been like uh one for uh, not doing great
1: not doing you've been great.
0: one for ten the last couple weeks
1: yeah you know
0: so you got a few you got a few this one yeah. and you know I if it wasn't for me botching of Base and uh Meatloaf you probably would have got all of them
1: yeah that's true except
0: for Mar- except for Brian Mar- <laughs> Carey for some reason you are fascinated with Whitney Houston well
1: it's not that I'm fascinated with her it's just <laughs> That's a, that was a huge album. I think if you look up her chart history, you would be kind of like, "Oh, dang! I get it now."
0: I I know she's I know she has a good Billboard chart history, but she's not she's not Mariah Carey.
1: Well, I I mean I get that no one's Mariah Carey, but it's 1993. That's the year of the Bodyguard, man.
0: Okay, okay, I I I hear you. Thank you. <laughs> so with that said, what are your? I guess what are your last thoughts on Nirvana's "Rape Me"?
1: I mean, you know, I think if we were sitting here in 1993, I would be like, "Oh my God, you've got to hear this song." But being in 2020, it's it's one of those things where it's like. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a song. Yeah. Do you know, do you get All what, right. you get what I mean?
0: Yeah, it's like, it's like, yeah, it, it's not one of their best songs. It's not one of the first things I think about when I think of Nirvana. You know, it is under, when I went to Apple Music, look up Nirvana, it is on their essentials.
1: Yeah, I mean, I would see how it's on their essentials, but it's, I wouldn't put it on my essentials. Yeah. Of Nirvana.
0: Yeah, it's not one of those it's not one of those things where you go, Wow, I can't wait for this you know, I you gotta hear this song or yeah. It's a deep cut. If you wanna if you want to prove to somebody that you're a Nirvana fan, yeah. you'll play this song.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: Like if you wanna be like, I'm not a I'm not a poser, I really do love Nirvana. Yeah. Yeah. Um like Teenage smells like teenage spirit. Let's fucking play. I I like the song. Rape me. That's what Kurt Cobain loves, man.
1: Yeah, that's it's uh it's. I I mean I get I get it. That it's it's definitely not one of my. It's definitely not one of my favorite songs of theirs.
0: Yes. Well, with that said. Let's get into hits of the week. Okay,
1: I have a hit. So what is so what is your hit? It's kind of a weird hit, but I'll explain why. Um, okay. So I uh, I actually I made kind of a big jump this past week. Um, mm-hmm. I, I I went into my subscriptions on my phone on like my my mm-hmm. Apple subscriptions.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm not going to pay for. Apple Apple Music anymore because I pretty much just use Spotify now.
0: Oh, wow.
1: Yeah. The, and the reason why is because Apple, the, Spotify, they have a web player and I can use that while I'm working while I have my headset on.
0: They do. They, Spotify is really, really more advanced in the Bluetooth playing aspect of the music. We're just like I don't. Yeah. I don't understand why I can play Spotify on my Google Home, but I can't play Apple Music on my Google Home. That well because always...
1: because Google and Spotify are in cahoots. That's why.
0: Well, I know that, but I just wish that Google and Apple could be in cahoots. Yeah, because <laughs> 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 Apple. What is Apple? What what can you play Apple on? There?
1: You can play Apple on like any non-cahooted. Mm. Th- device you know what i mean
0: i know that but like what but like i mean besides i obviously Google home i love Google home because it does so much more mm-hmm. than just play music yeah i use it i literally use it as my alarm clock my timer mm-hmm. uh, trivia questions literally anything yeah <laughs> you can write a podcast episode off of google home I haven't done it yet but i think
1: i could yeah you, I, I i bet <laughs> you probably could
0: I have it read bedtime stories for me sometimes too, which I really love.
1: Oh. I have it play rain sounds for me whenever I'm asleep.
0: Same. I do rain sounds, wave sounds, and fireplace. I love the fireplace sound. That's my favorite one.
1: Okay. Oh yeah, you do love fireplace sounds. Mm-hmm.
0: Um the fireplace.
1: Well, Spotify, they the one of the one of the big reasons why I love Spotify so much is they really kinda own the playlist market of like stuff that they've put together themselves and yes i have found one that is my go-to playlist while i'm working it is called retro ray retro wave outrun and Mm. i found it under the gaming section like either you know songs that are to be listened to while you're gaming. That's,
0: game. that's good. Yeah, that was a good playlist.
1: And it's a real I I heard this thing is that songs that are created for video games are really good to listen to while you're working because they get you kind of pumped but they're not distracting.
0: That's the great yeah, that's the thing about I mean I We definitely, with a job like yours, where you own a headset, mm-hmm. it's definitely really good because I mean, it's I mean, it's gaming. It's not for, meant to distract, but it is meant to entertain. So yeah, yeah.
1: and it just it kind of takes your mind off of some like monotonous things of like I have to put this information here and I have to do this and do that.
0: I, as a, as an avid gamer, I can I can uh I can uh, agree to this. Mm-hmm. All this stuff.
1: Yep. Um. <laughs> And I have to say that that Spotify playlist is my hit of, hit of the week.
0: Okay, great. Um, I guess my hit of the week would be that. Uh, well, besides Don Toliver coming out with his chopped and screwed version or chop not slopped, uh, they don't do chopped and screwed anymore. Chop not slopped version of his Hell or Heaven. I mean Heaven or Hell album. Um, past that, uh. I guess I gotta do a shit of the week, to be honest with you. Drake's Dark Lane. I can't remember the whole name of it, but Dark Lane. Yeah, That was very disappointing.
1: Mm-hmm. I haven't listened to it. After I, I think heard it... Tussie Slide, I just... Uh, uh, no. no. And that
0: might be a top five song on that album.
1: Oh, dear God.
0: Just to be honest with you, it might be top five. I don't, I don't know if it's top five. It might have missed out the top five by a single spot, but it's Yikes. close to a top five song album. That's so it's it it's meant to be a mixtape, so I understand that, but it's not mixtape vibes though.
1: Yeah, I just I had a feeling that whatever he came out with after Tussy Slide was probably not gonna be very good.
0: He has good now, he does have hit songs on there. He does have some hit songs on there. And he has a song called "Lose Losses, which I'm not a fan of, but I can understand how people are a fan of it. Mm-hmm. It's one of those albums where it seems like he's, he's selling out more than being himself.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Like, the song Losses is just him talking about how you got to let somebody go and stuff like that. And I can see people like, yeah, you know, I let I had to let a friend go once, but you know. Uh, it's one of those. It's one of those things where started from the bottom it fits way better. <laughs> yeah, I would rather hear start from
1: the bottom because at least it's got like a hook.
0: And also, usually his products all usually his, his products, even when they're mixtape wise, all kind of have like a purpose to them. Mm-hmm. This just seems like a mixture of songs. It literally just seems like he just mixed. He just threw a whole bunch of songs into one album. That's like, this weird. is just like a whole bunch of songs he had recorded. It seems like these are a whole bunch of songs he had recorded for albums that didn't make the album, so he just threw it into this album. Mm-hmm. That's what it feels like. That's more than
1: I will say that for me is a personal pet peeve. Um, when there's not a clear flow, like yeah. that, that hasn't been thought of. Um, that's it. Like, a... tutsi
0: side doesn't fit. The, doesn't fit the album at all.
1: Oh, yeah, I would figure. I think he was not. he was literally. I I would guess that he was probably just trying to uh, get a TikTok song.
0: Uh, maybe so. I I I would I would agree to that one. I also just I also just think that he was just trying. It's just one of those things where he was just trying to be relevant and kind of keep. It feels like this album's more put put out for him to be relevant to stay relevant more than him being wanting to. Put out an actual project of musical significance. Yeah.
1: Isn't that weird where we're coming to a point where we don't even know if Drake can remain relevant anymore?
0: Not so much as, not so much as he can't remain relevant, it's just that it's what'll stay. it. I think Donald, I think Donald Glover, Childish Gambito, said it, I think in an interview once is that it's crazy that. Music-wise, you have to just keep coming out with stuff. Like it, ha- you can't take months off. Like you could take maybe a month or two off, but you have to come out with stuff, or you, or people will literally just forget and be like, "Damn, where's Donald government been?" Yeah. Like, literally, Charles Gambino just came out with his album right before the coronavirus. And now I'm like I'm like, damn, can I get more child's game beat on music? Yeah. Like just thinking in my head right now, I'm like, can I get more child's game beat on music?
1: I think one of the few people that has managed to kind of escape that is the weekend.
0: Uh the weekend and, and Travis Scott. Yeah. Like are two people.
1: The weekend can wait a long time to release music. I,
0: I don't I don't know if if so much he's escaped that. I think that's more of you loving that. Loving well, him more than anything. Because I it 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 definitely feels long when he when he doesn't release really music.
1: That's true. I mean, it feels long, but <laughs> I don't know this. I mean, he had a huge success with this latest album.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, he was success, but I mean, it's not it's it, it's not that he's not having huge success. It's not that saying that you're not gonna have huge success because the M M&M has done it. But yeah, it's just saying that it's like it's one of those things where you have to then kind of do the the if if when you come out with something you don't have to then have to do the run running basis yeah and when you're when you're coming out with stuff week monthly and stuff like that, yeah, Travis Scott doesn't have to go to different shows again he has he doesn't have to go on Ill and generous again,
1: yeah, that's true,
0: <laughs> well. The weekend has to show up on American Dad. <laughs> his house.
1: Did you <laughs> watch it?
0: Better. No, I don't watch American Dad. I hate that show. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I heard he sung about being a virgin though, so it, that was pretty. cool. I
1: mean, I might have watched it, and I might have thought it was
0: pretty good. <laughs> I I understand, but yeah, yeah. So yeah, I so that's. My, I guess I had to do the shit of the week because I just didn't like jerk, that Drake yeah. mixtape. To be honest with you, wasn't a fan of it.
1: I don't blame you. I mean, I I haven't listened to it, but I just kind of had a feeling, you know.
0: But I, you had a feeling. Ooh, Ooh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that that album but, was gonna be shit. <laughs> you
0: just you just wanted to get a black Eyed piece. You know what? What we I think since they since they are. Uh, Co-producers of this show, we gotta give reference to them. Yeah, just to make sure we don't get fired. Exactly. <laughs> it's like WWE when they have to mention like <laughs> when they have to mention like, oh, this this pay per view is gonna be this. <laughs> it's like you gotta mention it or our Vince man's gonna fire you. He'll be like, oh, we gotta mention <laughs> get a, a Black Eyed Peas reference or <laughs> our Turkey's gonna fire.
1: Turkey's gonna fire us from our own podcast. <laughs>
0: I should have put that this is produced by Blackout Peas underneath. The... You should say
1: produced by BEP.
0: <laughs> BEP underneath our uh, underneath our info.
1: Yeah, or just like put it in the corner of our cover art or something. <laughs> a BEP production.
0: Oh God. All right. Well, with that said, I guess this is a, an outro. Yeah.
1: Um. I just have one more thing to say all right pink is just one person
0: and for everybody out there just always know that seal is a guilt lover (laughs) (laughs) however there's one constant in the music business a hit is a hit and this my friend is not a hit why Christ, for reasons we couldn't comprehend or codify. Now that's a hit! That is a hit! Hallelujah!